Our topic today, wild fruit breeding. Welcome to Gardeners Radio by Lubera Edibles, the podcast for professional gardeners. We are talking about edible plants. My name is Frederik Vollert and I'm um, responsible at Lubera Edibles for product development. My guest today is Markus Kobold. Hello, Markus. Hi. Would you please introduce yourself? I have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Markus Kobold. I'm founder of Lubera in Switzerland. We are doing uh, fruit berry breeding. We are producing finished plants uh, for our web shops in German-speaking countries. And uh, we are co-founders of uh, Lubera Edibles together with uh, Rupert Meyer. And uh, yeah, I'm also responsible especially for for the fruit breeding. And Frederick, my friend, is is um, is uh, working one week a month in our nursery in Switzerland and uh, bringing together our know-how and our results in breeding to product development in the in vitro lab and in the young plant production. So that's the reason we are here to talk about wild fruit plants. Yes, wild fruits. Markus, can you explain what wild fruits are? Yes. The, These are plants we are working on to make them less wild. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're working on wild fruit plants to make them not anymore wild. So uh, no, these are not or almost not domesticated plants, which are just growing in the in the wild, in the forest, wherever internationally, not only plants from Europe, but also from the US, from Asia, from, from wherever, uh, which may be interesting. And uh, and these are wild uh, fruits and berry plants. In a, in a general way, you can also say there is only a very small portion, perhaps one digit uh, uh, number of, of percentages, so one to three percent of all edible plants we are really developing and using for mankind uh, for feeding uh, our uh, always bigger populations. And so there is a huge potential there out there for edible plants, also fruits and berries and vegetables, which are not anymore, not, not yet developed. So on this we are working. Which criteria do you use for the cultures you will breed for? So, uh... so we're looking for orphan crops or you could also say sleeping princesses. So uh, where you see it could be a princess, but it's not yet that one. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, for that, so normally we are not going to work on crops which nobody knows, not because we are not fast enough, but because uh, I think we, we want to invest our work in things who may grow in the future, who may become important in the future, who even may one day in 100 years become as important as blueberries. Because remember, blueberries... Blueberry breeding, blueberry domestication started in the at the east coast of the United States, New Jersey, Washington D.C. Uh, about 100 years, 120 years ago, not more. And now it's the second biggest crop in berries after strawberries. We hope to work on something like this. I'm not sure, uh, but there are still possibilities to to recognize new potential in wild crops. And that's the reason we are working on it. Mm -hmm. 
And do you have some examples uh, for, for cultures, for crops uh, you are just uh, breeding on? Yeah, yeah, breeding at the moment. Uh, also you have breeding work on it, maybe um, crossing or um, selecting seedlings. Yeah, we have, we have four or five programs about the same size. We are working in backseed thorns to have more compact varieties, to have varieties without thorns, and varieties where you could eat the berries directly. So high goals, <laughs> not easy to reach, but possible. Uh, by using new genetics from Eastern Europe or Siberia. And no, uh, normally, Sibaxon is a, a, pro a processing fruit. Or yes. On, only only. A, 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 a juice. Yeah. But juice is also processing. Yes, but on, only a, a, a few people, I think, they will like it to eat it fresh. You have to be rather resistant <laughs> to acidity. <laughs> That's nothing for you. <laughs> And uh, so, Sibaxon. Uh, so, uh, And as always, Seabackthorn is a good idea. So we, we, we saw some new varieties from, or not known varieties from Eastern Europe. We tasted and tested them and we thought they are fantastic. So uh, we selected some varieties we are bringing to the market this spring in our shop and perhaps in the future also at Rubero Edibus. And then based on this, we even started breeding. And uh, uh, for the moment, we are doing no crosses. So we have to select now the breeding populations we have and Only when we found their interesting varieties, we will again starting to, to, to do crosses. That's, that's the same with, with many similar crops. So first is, is uh, sampling varieties from all over the world, testing and tasting them, then to doing um, mostly open pollinated seeds or some crosses, then selecting these crosses. And based on this stage, then you you begin again to, to cross and to go further, to domesticate the plants. And domesticating means to, making, to make plants more worth, worthwhile for, for humans and animals. Um, yeah. And I, I think so. Um, and another crop you're working on is um, Hescap, Lunicera terulea, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, we have also first berries, Hescap, yes. There is... Our work is based on the work of Jim Gilbert and, and some others. Uh, they were, uh, 20, 30 years ago, they made an excursion to Hokkaido, an island, Japanese island, and they found Lonitras. And they brought them back to the U.S., to the West Coast. And uh, it was a breeder at the university and the nurseryman, Jim Gilbert, and they selected varieties. Their varieties are uh, something later as the East European varieties, but they uh, have normally also better fruit quality because they have a little bit more time to develop. And uh, they have nicer leaves. The problem of East European or continental types of Lonitsa is that they are ugly. Yeah, really yes. ugly. Uh, and you don't want an ugly plant in your garden. And because they start very early in the season, they are very resistant against uh, winter frosts. Uh, so the, the, the early blooms survive. Yeah, and then they're producing fruits in May, and that's it. The plant has done everything to survive, to produce uh, 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 daughters and sons, and uh, that's it. So they stop and they lose the leaves after having them uh, covered with, with uh, brown points, and so really an ugly plant. And the uh, more, more oceanic, the more Pacific, the 
the, the more um, uh, maritime uh, variants uh, from Hokkaida are much better. So these are the varieties we are breeding with. And we have some very nice, also leaves, very nice varieties, blue, blue sea and blue, uh, blue moon in our assortment. And on this base, we try to develop uh, further varieties. Then in the, in the type of, of growing, there are two different types. You have a, a low berry fruit type, like a, a low bush fruit type, like in blueberries. And you have a high bush fruit type, which has more open open side shoots, which is easier to go in, easier to see the crop, easier to, to pick. Both are interesting. The compact ones are interesting for hatching, for example, in the garden and for uh, hiding the fruits against birds, but they see it. <laughs> and uh, the, the open varieties are more interesting for, for the crop, for picking. So that's the way we are working in it. We have a rather big population to select. We have uh, and uh, I think you were also selecting in, yes. in, in, in early summer in them. And we will see how it develops. I think uh, I'm very positive about the crop. It's still not a crop I would advise a farmer to do a huge acreage of, of it because it's just too much risk. But we have the unique possibility in the garden that we can be the laboratory, the lab for the future uh, feeding of, of, of mankind for for, for agriculture, because we have not the risk. We can take different things, we can be creative, we can develop new plants, but also new ways to, to use them. And uh, that's our, our vision of the garden and of our breeding, to bring more development, more diversity, more new ideas in the garden, and perhaps in the long term also to agriculture. Yeah. And I've, see, um, I've seen some uh, Saskatoon, Saskatoon berry seedlings uh, in your breeding field. So what are your breeding goals uh, at this crop? Bigger and better. So that's a crop I really think, perhaps even more than in the Lunizera range, that it could be one day a very big plant. Why? First in the garden of sure because of the combination of, of uh, Ornamental value and, and eating it, value. It, it's uh, uh, all, all year plant. Ni ni yeah. Nice, nice flowers. Uh, nice and cold fruits. Yes. And, and then also autumn coloration. Autumn sometimes. Sometimes. So, so it's really fantastic. But also in, in, in fruit production, because the fruits are rather big. Yeah. It belongs to the bigger fruits yeah. in the berry fruits. So that's always a potential. It's limited now because the, the fruits are not, uh, simultaneous uh, uh, ripening so that's a problem so we have strips with uh, now we are between 12 and 18 berries and but you cannot take all of them because when they are when when they are really ripe some will be overripe when they are fresh some will be not ripe so it's it's rather difficult to pick for the moment but the the, the pure size gives them and also the pure crop gives them some potential for the future to be a bigger crop they have a typical arom, which is, I think, very important, but perhaps it's normally too accentuated. So uh, it's, it's this uh, with, uh, mandel, uh, mm -hmm. almond, almond, uh, almond, a little bit bitter, special arom. Not everybody likes it. Some, some like of, of greenish, uh, greenish, taste. greenish almond. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I think we have to make it more fruity, which is possible. 
So there are some varieties already which are rather good, I think. For example, Martin, the variety Martin we have in our assortment is a very good variety. Yeah. We see also potential for the garden for more compact varieties. There we have an own breeding for it. So yes, this is one I could imagine that one day it would be a, a rather important pericrop. And uh, what about uh, silverberries, so um, Eleagnus? Uh, Nobody knows because uh, <laughs> it came from Asia to, to the US. There it's known as an invasive plant, which it isn't. And uh, it's interesting because in the same genus you find different types of berry. We have the Earl, we name them pointillas, the early pointillas, which is uh, uh, Eleagnus multiflora, and the late pointillas, which are ripening in September, October, November, which are Uh, Eliagnus umbilata, mm -hmm. and uh, the good thing, I think also these have huge potential uh, because they are direct to eat, they are fantastic to eat. If you like sweetness, acidity, and a little bit of, of bitterness together, and this type of bitterness you like with aperitifs, so it gives <laughs> you even more appetite for more, and uh, this you have in these fruits perhaps, The, the multiflora, the early type, is more interesting because bigger fruit. It's a stone fruit with one stone in, but it's very soft. You can eat it with the fruit, and we hope to develop there uh, more things. Yeah. And um, I'm actually missing uh, two two cultures, two crops, uh, which are uh, it, a little bit. It depends on on the area. Um, um, more more or less famous. So the um, chokeberry, Aronia, mm -hmm. and also uh, gochiberry, Lucium. Okay, we, you introduce, uh, we, we introduce a, a new Aronia um, yes, variety. So that's more by hazard, by friends. We have found these varieties. And it's fantastic because it's, you know, always when you are breeding low berries, low bush berries, our definition is below one meter. You have to have varieties which, even being compact, to have a, a nice, decent crop, and that's one of it. So it's fantastic, it's 60 to 80 centimeters, it has a nice crop, good berries. So that's the reason we are bringing it to the market. It will be a new program from this spring on, yeah. of, uh, and in quantities for next spring. And if you are growing the lower range of our varieties, so the below one meter range, That's a fantastic addition to our raspberries, to our currants, uh, to our blackberries in this range, to give something other. And otherwise, we are not, why we are not really breeding for the moment in Aronia is just perhaps, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not really, I have to be <laughs> clear, I'm not really a fan of Aronia. Yeah. I like eating, <laughs> I like direct eating, and that's one of the reasons. And I see not such a, you can eat Aronia, yeah, uh, but I really haven't eaten one fresh where I were 100% pleased. So I, uh, I know it's, it's, it's a very uh, strong flavor, it's uh, um, a lot of uh, bitter sweetness in it, and um, also this uh, astringent. So, so it's yes, we have the same in, in Eliagnus, but there it's, I think. Better mitigated with uh, with sugar and other things, so it's it's better. That's the reason. I just like to breed what I like. <laughs> so it's it's the same uh, with uh, gochi. Yes, it, it it's it's a little bit the same. We selected some varieties, especially this uh, instant instant success, which was one of the first varieties where we were sure that you will have 
almost in 100% of the cases uh, crop. There are other varieties which are not cropping always. And uh, yeah, it, 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 I, I don't believe in plants where people are talking about and thinking they can solve all problems. Now it's cannabis. <laughs> Everybody is talking about cannabis. Cannabis can do everything. We could still, we could, I don't know if, if, if you are, eat, you are eating some, some flesh or for some, some, how do you say, you're eating steaks? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's good. Sympathetic. And, uh, and, uh, no, that's, that's always when, when people are talking about, about, uh, plants that they can solve all our problems, I don't believe. The people, but sometimes I even don't believe in, in, in the plant because it's just too, too big a story. And that was with Scotchy. It's now burst. So the, 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 the balloon has burst and the load, the, the air is out. And uh, it's just an interesting plant, still is. But also there, I'm, I'm, I don't find many varieties which I really like. The sweetest varieties is Turgidus, but also the sweetness of Turgidus is like the sweetness, artificial sweetness of a medicine. Yeah, it's yeah. like when when you when you have to give child some 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 medicine. Uh, sometimes there is artificial because they cannot use sugar, so they take some artificial sweetness. And it's just this taste; it's not really good. And uh, all the normal goji berries are like unripe. And tomatoes with a little bit of sweetness, so it's not really what I like, but it must be very healthy, yeah. so for sure. So don't plant, uh, plant, please plant. <laughs> no, I have nothing against the plant, I still like it, but it's not enough of a reason for us um, uh, to do breeding. But you bring, as Lubera uh, edibles, you bring a, a, a new variety of. Uh, Gucci to the market. Yes, uh, Luber Edibles will introduce um, this year a new gotcha variety. It's uh, called Little Gotchi. It's um, it, it's not a low berry variety. It, it's uh, too too strong growing, but it's um, <coughs> this variety won't reach uh, 150 centimeters. And it's it's uh, very branchy, so it's uh, you get a very bushy shrub um, of of the. In the crop, the, how how big is the crop? The the cr how secure? How it, it it works every year? Yes, in our mother plants, it yeah. works works every year. Um, the fruit size is uh, comparable with um, instant success, and but but also the taste. So it's uh, a tomato. Uh, yeah, the, the very Only. strong medicinal taste. So. <laughs> you have to believe in it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Markus, for your open words to all the um, breeding programs you're, you're working on. And we are, end of, we are at the end of this episode. I hope you liked it, you enjoyed it. And if you have any uh, comments or questions, uh, do not hesitate to write me an email. To Ask Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, frederick.follard at luberaedibles.com. And yeah, I hope you also will enjoy our next episode. Thank you. Thanks for hearing Gardens Radio by Lubero Edibles. You find us on every platform for podcasts. 
Spotify, Apple and of course on our website www.luberoedibles.com Go on gardening!